Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Happy President's Day to all of you guys. Jake Volnick, a.k.a., if you know me by this way, the big weege. Taking you guys through here on 92.3 The Fan from 3 to 6 p.m., Happy President's Day. I just don't know that that rolls off the tongue. Like, nobody celebrates President's Day. Does anybody actually go out and do anything? Like, this is the day, guys. We we, we got to go, you know, celebrate all of our founding fathers and those that came after them and, and go hard. I don't know. Maybe some of you do. If you do, let me know. But I, I definitely do not. This is normally the day that I think of uh, you get off of school. But apparently not for me. I'm sitting here 22 in college. I get a text from my boss. He goes, hey, you know, a couple weeks ago, you, you want to host today? I go, yeah, of course, no problem. You know, that's, that's President's Day. I'll be off. I've been in college for four years. No clue that I didn't have today off. So actively right now, I'm skipping class to be in this chair. So we're, we're having a great time skipping class. I remember I was talking to people, telling them, you know, oh, yeah, we're hosting, you know, since we have Monday off, and I just got a side eye, and they're like, we don't, we don't have Monday off. And I was like, yeah, no, college, I get, just not getting, not getting President's Day off. So I did the responsible thing, and I said, okay, I'll just not go to class, and I'll sit in the chair anyway, because obviously, what else would you do if you were a college student? It probably reflects in my grades, but we got a fun show coming up for you guys, and, and I want to start it off with what happened over this weekend. The All-Star Weekend, fun festivities, looked like a great time, didn't watch a single minute. Not a single thing, and you know what? I don't regret at all not not at all do I regret missing any of it I probably spent maybe 10 minutes watching highlights from this weekend and I feel like I'm entirely caught up the dunk contest all I need to know is that Jalen Brown was getting free scores for nothing and Mac McLung was the far and away winner three-point contest numbers speak for themselves I watched every guy go which took you know as soon as you get through all the stuff in between them going probably five minutes and Steph Curry, Sabrina Ionescu was interesting. That that one was good. And then the All-Star game, the highest score that we've ever seen, nearly 400 points. Not interested. Donovan Mitchell was the only Cav there, though. Three-point contest, dropped to 21, first-round exit. Didn't expect much out of him from a three-point contest, in all honesty. And then you go into the All-Star game, and he scores nine of, again, the nearly combined 400 points. Doesn't do anything for me. 
So just from this entire weekend, the only thing I pull out of it is that there was absolutely nothing Cavs-related to write home about. But I was, uh, I, I was hanging out, looking around at things, you know, and the thing that caught my eye this weekend was something different, and it was the MVP race. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I wonder who's, who's up for MVP odds. You know, Donovan Mitchell, pretty high up there, and, you know, a couple of other names, I'm sure. So I'm scrolling through. I see Nikola Jokic at the top. I'm like, yeah, that was probably a given. Uh, SGA, Shea Gildas-Alexander. Yeah, that, that one, uh, Thunder sitting pretty high up there. Really young team. He's far and away their leader. Yeah, that makes sense. I saw one with Joel Embiid. He's out for the year. He's not getting it. Uh, but I just keep scrolling. Name, another one. Scrolling, scrolling. It took me down to eighth place to find Donovan Mitchell. Almost everywhere you looked, he's sitting at eighth place in the MVP you know, odds, according to Vegas. I- I'm not going to sit here and go full homer on you. I- I'm not going to tell you that Donovan should be up there. He should be the, the number one. And this guy should be taking it home for MVP right now. I don't. I truly don't believe that. But what I do believe is the fact that he should be at least higher up than eight. I mean, that's unreal. Again, Nikola Jokic, SGA, probably going to take this thing home. I don't have any question about that. One of those two guys are going to walk out of the season with an MVP in their pocket. Another one for Jokic or a first for SGA. I just have a problem with zero recognition coming through for Donovan Mitchell. It makes no sense to me. The guy's leading a team that was riddled by injuries and had to completely flip things on their head, and you get absolutely nothing from it. And he's, I don't know if that this is the narrative, the national narrative surrounding Donovan Mitchell that's the thing doing this. Are we sitting here saying that because a guy supposedly doesn't want to be in Cleveland, he doesn't want to be here, and, you know, you're kind of writing them off. The team's playing well, but is it is it bad optics for the NBA to sit there and say, you know, if, if this guy goes wins MVP and then we figure out he was he was actually unhappy and, and the Cavs trade an MVP away to the New York Knicks, is that holding that back? Because if that's so, the NBA completely failing at their jobs, letting them control the narrative. How, how are you going to let the national media tell you that Donovan Mitchell shouldn't be in the running for an MVP. Shouldn't be near the top. Again, not at the top, but near the top. And I'm so, because we never hear this from Donovan himself. He he never goes out and says, oh, yeah, I I don't want to be here. You know, in fact, Chris Fedor reporting nearly the opposite, that Donovan Mitchell kind of almost said that he did want to be here. He made it loud enough for media to hear that he he wanted to stay in Cleveland. He was happy where he was at in Cleveland. So if that's the case, why on earth are we sitting here not putting him near the top? I, I don't know that that narrative changes anything or if it's just a case of classic old Cleveland. You're sitting in Cleveland, Ohio, and you don't get the national narrative. You don't get the national attention. You're, you're not going to get all of the eyes on you like you do in a New York, like you do in a Los Angeles. But Donovan has been playing well enough. The guy's fourth in points per game this season. And again, you're on the second place team in the East. A team that was riddled by injuries. 
And you're telling me that's just simply not good enough. There's not enough there to push Donovan Mitchell ahead of some of the other guys on this list, which, I mean, some of these names, I just question how they get. I mean, Luka Doncic, one that, that rings my ears, just not a very good team this year. Don't know how he's there. Like, I, I feel like Donovan Mitchell should be well above that at this point. I just don't understand how he's not. And again, it's not that I think he's at the top. I, I just think he's objectively too low. Cavs in the East, second place, sitting at 36 and 17. Higher than anybody probably would have expected the Cavs to be if they were fully healthy. I don't think that's a stretch at all. I, I don't see anybody in the NBA sitting there in the NBA media saying, uh, you know, the Cavs were going to be at the top of the East or sitting at second. You know, they, they were sitting at the four or five range just like they were last year. You were waiting for the Evan Mobley progression. You were waiting for just things to start clicking better. You know, some of the J.B. Bickerstaff coaching mistakes maybe to get cleaned up just a little bit. Well, those things, you know, start to happen, but it's also not in the way that you intended. You're sitting there losing two of your best players for a span of 18 games together. The guys both have missed more games outside of that, but 18 set in stone back-to-back together. Donovan Mitchell takes a team with Jared Allen. You add in a few more role players, you know, you get things like Sam Merrill, which, by the way, Donovan Mitchell in the three-point contest, repping the money Merrill on his back. That's about as good as it gets right there. Support your teammate who probably wasn't high enough status to ever get that nod into the three-point contest. But by the sounds of it, in one of his post games, also didn't want to be there. He said he was uh, kind of excited for the vacation. He's like, uh, they asked him, would, would you want to do a three-point contest? And he goes, uh, I, I don't really know. I, I kind of like the idea of, uh, you know, I have a golf trip planned with some of my buddies. But either way, he's repping one of the most standout three-point shooters in this season. And it's a guy who's obviously, you know, not getting the attention coming into the year a little bit more now, but who just kind of burst onto the scene isn't going to get that nod into NBA All-Star festivities. But without guys like Mobley, guys like Garland, both those guys out, the Cavs are sitting at 14-4 and four during that stretch. Donovan Mitchell leading that way far and away. There's, there's nobody pushing harder than Donovan Mitchell in those games. And you're sitting here telling me that guy's not good enough. You know, he leads you to an 18 games, 14 wins without probably the next two best players on his team doing it with just an inside big and then some role players around him. And you can argue whether or not, you know, guys like Max Struess is a role player. I'll sit here and tell you all day that he absolutely is. He's nothing more than, you know, an extra slot on the bench. He's a fourth best player at best coming off the Cavs starting rotation. And fully healthy, it's no doubt he'd be five if he gets to play the three. But I'm just sitting here wondering if I'm missing something. Is there something that that I don't know that I should be staring here going, yeah, there's clearly, you know, a reason why he's sitting in eighth instead of up near the top with guys who honestly are a little bit closer to his stat line on teams with maybe not so good of records. Or teams with a whole lot more help. So, we're going to pose to you the idea 
Where would you put Donovan Mitchell in the MVP race right now? You can call in at 216-474-0092, or you can tweet out at Jake Vol. It's Jake V-U-L on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it these days. But where does Donovan Mitchell deserve to be right now in the MVP race? He's currently sitting at eight, according to Vegas. I'm pushing him much farther up than that. I don't know that I would have him any lower than... I think four would probably be my bottom line. And maybe you think he should be higher. I I'm, I'm want to hear somebody give me the argument that Donovan Mitchell should be the MVP winner this year. And if not, I want to know why you think he should be sitting in eighth, why you think he should be sitting maybe a little bit higher than that. Because, again, I think there's more things that we can sit here and look at and tell you that Donovan Mitchell should be much higher. But I... I, the national media, Vegas doesn't think so. NBA execs currently clearly not seeing it that way. Voters not seeing it that way. There's no attention surrounding Donovan Mitchell, and I'm just sitting here trying to figure out why. So, again, call in 216-474-0092 or reach out and X at Jake Vol, Jake V-U-L. And we'll get to that coming up here after the break. Plus, later on, someone on this station isn't so fond of the idea of certain local coming back home. We'll get to that, and at 5, we're joined by the voice of the Lake County Captains and writer for Cleveland Baseball Insider, Logan Petoskey, and he's going to get us ready for baseball season. Jake Volnick here with you guys for the next three hours until 6 o'clock. Keep it right here, 92.3 The Fan. I have absolutely no idea what Jake Murren just played on this board. Jake, what just, I mean, I'm all for the Patriot, you know, happy President's Day to everybody. I have no clue what just happened. Yeah, I don't know either, Jake. I looked up beds that were patriotic, getting in the, the holiday spirit, if you will, and th- that just came up. Here we are on a President's Day on Monday. Jake Volnick here with you guys. Bang on the fan. We're talking Donovan Mitchell and... Where he should be when it comes to the MVP race. Why don't you guys get in on this conversation, 216-474-0092, or on Twitter, at Jake Vol. It's Jake V-U-L. I still can't get over that bed. It's stuck in my head now. It's just rolling. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like I should have, like, stood up and put my hand over my heart. The, the little kid was saying something in the beginning. I missed it entirely. I just, I did not catch what it was at all. And I'm interested in it. Oh, so, uh, Jay, can we, can we pull that back up? Is that an option? Yeah. Do you want it? Yeah. yeah let me, I want to hear what the kid said in the beginning. I'm missing it right now. I, I got to hear it. All right, let's go. Playing, but there it is. Did we just combine Christmas alongside a patriotic sound? I, I have no clue. I think so. We, we can just let it fester. I think that's we'll our get... best explanation. There, there's nothing more behind that. Don't know what it is, but uh, 
we'll just keep rolling on. As I was saying, Donovan Mitchell and where he should be in the MVP race as we're here on President's Day trying to be patriotic and you know, apparently celebrating Christmas just a little bit early. I was saying that we have, we've found out, we've established Donovan Mitchell sitting at eighth. I think Donovan Mitchell should be higher than that. Probably closer to the four range, maybe higher, maybe a spot lower. I'll go through and give you my reason why I think he's going to be at four. But first, I want to get to Greg Swartz, who was on yesterday with Spencer German. And Spencer asked him the question where he thought you know, Donovan should be in the MVP race if he thought he should be up more closer to the top. And Greg Swartz of Bleacher Report said this. So uh, there's one guy right there. Greg Swartz saying he should be third. I, I There's one name, and I'm going to hold it till the very end, on who I think should be higher up than Donovan Mitchell. But he, he thinks it's just Nikola Jokic and SGA right there, sitting right above Donovan and, and actually close things out. I'm not so convinced. There, There's one guy who I would give the nod over, but there's definitely a list of guys who are above him right now that I would – not have there he mentioned Giannis that's one I would definitely have behind Donovan Mitchell at this point I I mean he talked about it the Bucks total disarray right now and sure you know some of the stats look great but that's what it's going to look like when you're standing at seven foot and you're you're sitting with the athleticism of a guy who's literally nicknamed Greek freak yeah it's going to go that way it's going to look great sitting there and you know you're putting up plenty of points you're you're grabbing down double digit boards Throwing together some assists, block numbers look great, field goal percentages in the 60s. It's a whole different kind of game. And this is coming from a team who also added Damian Lillard this year. Won the three-point contest. Sure, sitting in Milwaukee, got off to a little bit of a slow start. Was probably the reason head coach gets fired and Doc Rivers has to come on in and, well, what they thought was going to be save the team, clearly. Much of the opposite. It's been a... Horrible stretch for Doc Rivers to start there. And that's part of the reason he shouldn't be there. They, they can't figure it out with Damian Lillard and then some some other great players around him too. I mean, you talk Chris Middleton, he's been there forever. And if you're trying to add in other names that, you know, might kind of spice it up, like Brooke Lopez, not too bad. Drew Holiday, pretty solid. And they still can't figure it out. Sitting at a worse record right now than the Cleveland Cavaliers. And doing it. Mostly healthy. Another name. I I dropped this one in the first segment. Luka Doncic. Great player. No doubt about it. Incredibly talented. But part of the MVP discussion, in my eyes, and and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I I think this to be true, is definitely you have to accumulate wins as a team. Do you have to be the number one seed to lock in an MVP? No, I don't think you do. But your, your team has to be successful. And they have to push in, you know, I would imagine they have to finish in the top four, maybe five of the conference in order for you to actually win an MVP and deserve to win that MVP. The Mavs right now sitting in the seventh seed in the West. They're not even in the playoffs right now. They're there to go into the play-in tournament with the Dallas Mavericks. Again, that's a team who's bouncing around pieces. Kyrie's there. Again, a team that's mostly healthy. Not getting it done. 
a team that's been playing together a little bit longer. They're having to move pieces around at their big spot, so you maybe get a little bit of a break there. But Cavs didn't get that break and kept it down rolling. Uh, a name that absolutely blows my mind that's above, and Jalen Brunson. I, I'm just taking no comment on this one. I don't want to hear any argument for Jalen Brunson to be ahead of Donovan Mitchell right now. Like, the Knicks had an incredible run, too, right? I think it was in the month of January, they actually finished one game ahead of the Cavs in terms of record. Like, the, the Cavs went on a what I think was a 13-1 or 13-2 run. The Knicks added one more win to that. They played one extra game. And Jalen Brunson at the forefront of a lot of it. But you're also playing alongside Julius Randle. It's a great season, but it's just not coming from by yourself. These are guys who have plenty of help. And I'm not saying Donovan Mitchell's doing it all on his own. Obviously, he has a whole team around him. Jared Allen was still on the floor, putting up incredible numbers, playing out of his mind. But he was a clear leader there. I don't even know that Jalen Brunson's the clear leader on his team. Julius Randle, it was his team probably until last year in the playoffs when they mopped the floor with the Cavs. It was probably Julius Randle's team up until that point. And I still think there's times where Jalen Brunson's being outshadowed by him. And you kind of have a 1A, 1B situation there instead of a clear 1-2. And the last name that it, it drives me nuts to see this exact name sitting higher than Donovan Mitchell because it's nearly identical. It's Kawhi Leonard. Better team, better health. And by better team, I mean healthy and the team that they've been putting out all season because you have guys like Paul George sitting there right with him. Nearly identical stats. I mean, these guys are putting together almost tit for tat the exact same thing. Rebounds the only little bit of a difference, but then you take a look at things like Donovan Mitchell up in steals, right? Like they give and take just a little bit. But we have Kawhi Leonard up ahead of Donovan Mitchell on a team with nearly the exact same record in the West and Donovan Mitchell just knocking the same recognition. The, the odds difference, reasonably sizable for that too. But the one guy that I think I'm not willing to say should be behind Donovan Mitchell off this list is Jason Tatum. He's, yes, has other pieces around him. That, that's the exclusion fact I've had around these guys, but that's going to happen, right? Like a lot of these guys in the same stat category and I think a reason for Donovan Mitchell being there ahead of a lot of these guys is that's where their team should have been. Cavs are exceeding the expectation. Boston should be in the first seed, but I don't think there's anybody right now who's not saying that the Celtics run the East. Like, the, the East runs through the Celtics. You're going to have to win the East. It feels like you have to beat the Boston Celtics if you're the Cavs. At some point in the playoffs, you can't count on somebody else to take him down. It's probably going to have to be you. And Tatum, again, the clear leader on that team, a team that got better, got more pieces, but is sitting very comfortably in first place, even ahead of the Cavs team, who is on an insane run heading into the All-Star break. They drop a couple of games towards the end, but still, when you take the whole year of 2024 so far, the Cavs are on an absolute tear, and the Celtics still sitting up there with no problem right in front of them. And I'm still trying to figure out why Donovan not getting the recognition above all those guys. Maybe uh, maybe he just shouldn't deserve it. Maybe that's the case, or maybe he should be first. I'd love to hear your guys' opinions at 216-474-0092. But as we sit here and try to figure out 
you know, more reasons that Donovan wouldn't get the credit. I got to look at when you go on a run like this, when you take away two of your star players, when you're able to figure things out, I don't think the next piece is to go ahead and say, yeah, it was the top player on that team stepping up and making a difference. I think a lot of the credit for this is going to J.B. Bickerstaff, if not nearly all of the credit. I think we should be distributing more of that to Donovan Mitchell, but that's not to say that J.B. doesn't deserve it. Because when you lose two guys like that and you're able to keep things going, you're able to not have your team just go through the motions because that's probably the hardest part of that is to to energize a group of guys as they just saw you know, half if not two-thirds of their star players go down. But they were able to keep it going, keep the run, and just function at an even higher level than they were before. They looked even better when they lost their two players somehow and haven't missed a beat since they come back into the lineup. So you would have had the excuse to go through the motions, just run through things every day, you know, not play that well, maybe play close to 500, maybe a little bit lower. I don't think anybody's giving you a nasty look and saying, you know, it's because this team is just god-awful. No, you're probably sitting there saying uh, they lost their two-star players. We'll see what happens when they come back. They just got to kind of float around maybe near the sixth spot and hope to you know, keep out of the play-in tournament until they can get them back. Didn't happen. So I've liked what I've seen out of J.B. Bakerstaff in terms of motivation, and I've also liked what I've seen out of him in terms of adjustments. I mean, we talked about Sam Merrill a little bit earlier in the show. It's a shift over to the three ball and willing to make the rotation like changes, the, the adjustments in the rotation that I want to see out of J.B. Bakerstaff that he's actually getting done. He's putting more three-point shooters on the floor. He's encouraging his team to shoot from outside. Since we've seen Evan Mobley come back, it's been nearly a three, if not two, a game coming out from Evan Mobley, something that he wasn't comfortable with before. Now starting to transition more into the stretch. Again, J.B. deserves a lot of credit. But you also have to shift your focus and say, okay, who's actually getting it done when these guys step on the floor? And I would have to think that most of that credit would be going to Donovan Mitchell. But it seems like, once again, all of this just being piled on JB, a guy who you you might be considering for coach of the year, but then you're just not giving the recognition. And maybe that'll play into the national narrative. Maybe that'll make them say, you know, Donovan saying, "I, I don't know what I can do here. Maybe this will be the thing that pushes him over and sends him off to New York or to a Brooklyn or somewhere with a big market. I know all that speculation saying he wants to go back to New York. Donovan not saying himself, but maybe this is the type of thing. And not to say that, you know, that's who Donovan will be and however it'll come across. And, you know, he's not going to to be in the MVP race and that's all he cares about. And come the postseason, I think Donovan Mitchell a little bit more focused on winning than anything. I think that's what's going to keep him around and get him to sign here for maybe one more year. Maybe even longer than that if you can keep him around and actually commit to the Cavs. But maybe that is the thing that pushes him over the edge. What do, you, what do you have to do in Cleveland to get recognition on the national level? It seems like in the NBA at this point, you basically have to be LeBron James. That, that's the only thing you can do in the city of Cleveland to actually get any national attention and have eyes on you and get the respect that you deserve is to just simply be LeBron James. 
That's it for the Donovan Mitchell talk. Might circle back to it later, but in the meantime, when we come back from break, I want to talk about the Browns and the Sean Watson on his podcast this weekend, making a comment on a Super Bowl coach, and then sort of tying it into Kevin Stefanski. There's a couple things that I want to bounce off of off of the clip that we'll get to. It's just real interesting to me. In the meantime, if you want to chime in on Donovan Mitchell, want to chime in later in the show, it's going to be 216-474-0092. Jake Volnick with you here until 6, 92 through the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You now hear full clips of our local shows at 923thefan.com. Dot com and in the Odyssey app. So now you have the option of listening to a specific chapter labeled by the producers or listen to an entire show. Download the Odyssey app now and take the time to listen to most local sports talk in all of Ohio. Labeling our chapters today, Meredith Kane, Jake Murren on the board. Jake Volnick here with you guys until 6. Just wrapped up talking about the Donovan Mitchell uh, MVP discussion where he should be in the race. Of course, you can use the Odyssey Rewind feature to go back and listen to that through the first two segments, but do kind of want to transition into the scene of the NFL. And I'm going to talk a little bit here on the Super Bowl, and I don't want to rehash the entire Super Bowl because, I mean, we're over a week removed from it at this point. And if you've been listening to Sports Talk Radio for the last you know week, you've probably heard plenty of things about Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, Patrick Mahomes, and everybody in between. But I I do want to address the situation that went on with Kyle Shanahan. Like, yes, I think he made the wrong decision in taking the ball in overtime. And he was definitely misprepared in the situation. He didn't have his team ready. I mean, Kyle Juszczyk coming out for the game and saying he didn't even know what the rules were tells you all you need to know. Like, that should have been ironed out weeks and weeks in advance, probably throughout the entire playoffs, and it just wasn't. But it doesn't mean that I think Kyle Shanahan is a bad head coach. I think we're really far off of that, actually. 
He struggles in the in the big game, right? Like he, he cannot objectively right now win a Super Bowl. He can get there. He can figure out a way to get his team there, whether he's a coordinator or a head coach. He's able to get into those games, but as soon as he gets there, there's big moments that just don't pan out for him. When he, you know, sitting with the Falcons, went away from the run. In this Super Bowl specifically, I mean, clearly you do not give Patrick Mahomes the ball last in overtime in the Super Bowl. That You can't go on and do that. But again, I don't think he's a bad head coach. To be in the Super Bowl as often as you are, to be competitive and constantly in the playoffs, winning playoff games the way that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers are, you can't be a bad head coach. But it seemed like Quincy Avery and Deshaun Watson maybe were thinking a little bit differently. When they were on the QB Unplugged podcast, they were talking about Kyle Shanahan in maybe a little more critical than I was. Here it is. A lot there. A whole, whole lot there. And I want to get into the Shanahan stuff first. And then I'll, I'll, I'll talk the Stefanski side of it. Quincy Avery going on and saying he's basically a guy who he's, he's really good at one thing, but other than that, he, his coaching game has a, a bunch of holes. I just think that's flat out wrong. Like, no guy is perfect. In the NFL, no head coach, you're going to sit there and you're going to stare and you go, that guy's amazing. But they agree, guy knows how to set up a run scheme. He knows how to run it. That, that's great. He's also, I mean, we're talking about he's bad in pass protection. He He's bad at late clock management. Late, late clock management might be correct. Pass protection and just like scheming up an actual play. I'm not so sure. This guy's going to Super Bowls with the likes of Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. That's not a slight on Brock Purdy. It can be a slight on Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't care. That guy, I mean, it's about as bad as it comes. He might be better off at this point, including his two-game suspension, at trying to become a full-time GQ model. He might actually be better at that. Brock Purdy's a good quarterback, but he's also still Mr. Irrelevant. He was no star coming in, and he's still... Probably not a star right now. He's a solid quarterback with the 49ers hit on with the last pick of the draft. But he's not a star quarterback in the league. Not to mention, going back to Kyle Shanahan, he's able to win with those guys. And then he basically has to come up with a new coaching staff every single year. Next year, it'll be because he fired his defensive coordinator. But most years, you're looking at the fact that He's having every single coach in his tree coach to do something else for some other team, moving up in some other way. So you're telling me that, you know, he he's just he's pretty good at running the ball, but when it comes to, you know, actually setting up passes that aren't off the play action and, you know, setting up clock management and everything that goes into actually being a head coach, you're telling me the guy's not very good, but you're taking everybody who's learning under him and promoting them into higher jobs. Just doesn't seem like that would be so much the case. I don't know that I can fully buy into that one. 
And not to mention, I mean, his teams are very good defensively. Again, that's probably less on Shanahan and offensive mind. But he clearly has guys in there knowing what they're doing. I mean, he's firing his D.C. after losing a Super Bowl. Like, the defense was pretty solid. The defense did not play poorly this year. He puts good names in to fill in for what should be happening on his defense, and it works out for him. And like I said, no guy is going to be perfect. You're not going to sit here and look at a head coach and just think, that guy has no flaws. You might have been thinking it with Belichick a few years back when Bill and Tom were sitting there running to every Super Bowl. You were thinking, is there anything this guy can do to lose in the AFC? But time prevails. After he loses Tom and things start to fall apart a little bit more, you see the issues with Bill Belichick, the GM. You see the issues with, you know, maybe he shouldn't be putting some guys in charge that are Matt Patricia running your offense. No guy is perfect. How many times this year were Browns fans calling into the station, calling for Kevin Stefanski's head, and the guy goes on to win coach of the year and does it with five different starting quarterbacks throughout a season, winning 11 games? You can have an incredible coach and not agree with every decision he makes. But you don't just walk into Super Bowls being a bad coach and having massive holes in your game. Coaches have strengths and weaknesses, and Kyle Shanahan fills his in pretty darn well when it comes to the weaknesses. I think it's just a mispreparation when it comes to a new role, and Shanahan probably should have been a a little more prepared for it. And I'm not sure I'm barking up the the Anthony Lima tree saying that if I was drafting, you know, players and coaches in a fantasy draft, I'd be taking him fifth or whatever it was that he said. I'm definitely not going that high, but he's definitely a top tier coach. I'm probably not taking him. Maybe I'm taking him first. I'd probably put Sean McVay over him, but then Kyle Shanahan's right there up in the running, not taking him as early as Lima did, but I would take him. He'd probably go in the first round. That's for sure. He'd probably go in the first half of the first round. But Kevin Stefanski side of that is is a little more interesting. I mean, Deshaun obviously taking it, comparing, you know, just what happened with Kyle Shanahan, and he was saying, okay, you know, it didn't seem like they were very good in the late game, but Kevin Stefanski has a guy for that. He takes care of it. So I don't think that's a weakness of Stefanski in general. Like late game scenarios, we've seen the Browns go on, you know, late drives, put things together, and come away with wins. You've seen him jump out early. You've seen him jump out late. I'm thinking back to that, what, 22 straight completions from Baker Mayfield a few years ago to beat the Bengals. Like, yeah, it's not too shabby. I'm also thinking just in general, like Stefanski's won a decent amount of games when it comes to late-game scenarios. I don't think that's a a bad part of him. I also don't think the Browns are in very many situations where you get the ball last and you go down to win and you got to get a two-point conversion. Definitely not in the same kind of spotlight that Patrick Mahomes is. But I don't think that's his his issue. I think when it comes to Kevin Stefanski, you're looking at other things where maybe his game isn't quite that great. So I want to pose a question to you guys. Where do you think Kevin Stefanski's biggest weakness is? Because it's definitely not the late game, and I don't think 
as much as they're compared, Kevin Stefanski and Kyle Shanahan are all that similar. I definitely don't think they have the same weaknesses. I'll give you mine when we get back from the break. But in the meantime, 216-474-0092 or on Twitter at Jake Vole. Want you guys to tell me what you think Kevin Stefanski's biggest, biggest weakness is as a coach. I want to know his flaws, all that and more when we return. It's Jake Volnick right here on 92.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 